From the New Media Project at the NYU School of Medicine, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, the management of periocular basal and squamous cell carcinomas. 16 cases of BCC or SEC, which it's 3% of cases, showed any innovation into adjusting bone, orbital structure, or spread to regional lymph nodes. First this. The Accreditation Council for Continuing Medical Education requires a financial interest disclosure before any CME activity. Dr. Nemet declares no real or apparent conflicts of interest. Did you know that you can get every episode of As Seen From Here as soon as it comes out and without ever having to visit a website? It's called subscribing, and it's free. Each week, subscribers get As Seen From Here automatically loaded onto their iPods, MP3 players, and computers by using a program called a podcatcher. Go to asseenfromhere.com and click on the How Do I Listen button. Subscribing only takes a minute. Free podcatchers are available for Windows, Macintosh, and Linux computers. I put links to download an excellent podcatcher on the How Do I Listen page of asseenfromhere.com. Then, within hours of my podcasting an episode, you'll have it too. How is a real estate agent like an oculoplastic surgeon? Both will tell you it's all about location. In the case of basal cell carcinomas, a lower eyelid lesion and a medial canthal lesion can present completely different challenges, both surgically and in postoperative follow-up. My guest today, Arik Nemet, has just published results of a large study of periocular carcinomas. What are the most common periocular skin cancers? Well, uh, it's the BCC, absolutely. I, I would say that... Uh, it's uh, accounting about 90% of all non-melanoma skin cancer in uh, Western countries, uh, US, uh, Europe, uh, and uh, Australia as well. And then following that is squamous cell carcinomas. Sure, yes. Is mortality a large concern with these lesions? It's very low, very low mortality rate. Uh, however, uh, we had another series in which we examined our exenteration and uh, following, following that uh, the death cases, and we had uh, a few. I mean, in 15 years, we had uh, about thir- 38 cases of exenteration, and seven of them died eventually. But it's very low rate, very, very low rate. Now, presumably, both morbidity and mortality are a larger concern with recurrent lesions. Yes, uh, I think this is one of... Uh, it, it, it was shown in our other series, uh, in which... Uh, Recurrence is more common. It's, it's, it's uh, responsible for uh, more deaths. Yeah, that's right. What did this study seek to investigate? Yeah, we wanted to analyze the outcome of uh, management of periocular tumors, and uh, we concentrated in BCC and the SEC uh, in our tertiary, tertiary referral center in Sydney, Australia, where I performed my fellowship. Let me have you describe the design of this study. Sure. Okay. So it is a retrospective case series of uh, the outcome of management of patient with basal cell carcinoma and squamous cell carcinoma in our uh, referral uh, center in Sydney, Australia. Uh, Australia has a high incidence of skin malignancy um, relatively to other parts of the world, 
and it uh, enabled us to gather a large series of uh, eyelid malignancies. We reviewed the medical records of uh, all cases uh, between 1990 and 19, uh, 2005. Uh, of, it was uh, 450 and 85 uh, consecutive cases with confirmed eyelid um, cancer. Uh, in those cases, surgical excision was performed with uh, three to five uh, millimeters clinically clear margins and histologic uh, confirmation of the surgical margins. And in some cases, we used also for the section histology or most uh, micrographic surgery, uh, especially for incompletely excised cases, those located in the middle cantus or close to the lacrimal drainage system. Let me have you describe the surgical techniques. L let me have you walk me through a typical excision. The, the technique was uh, of clinically clear margins, which were marked around the tumor by noting the transition in surface contour, vascularization, skin color, and surface texture uh, by uh, light reflection. Uh, the deep extent of the tumor was judged by the lesions, motility over the underlying tissues, and microscopic uh, features of the excision plane. This study looked at patients over a relatively long period of time. Did the excision technique vary over that period? Not significantly. It, the variation was especially uh, between the surgeons, but it's also quite a similar technique for all the surgeons. Uh, in our center, as well as in other parts of the world, which is the usual uh, clinically decision uh, technique. Did the technique vary depending upon whether the lesion was uh, clinically believed to be a squamous cell carcinoma or a basal cell carcinoma? Uh, well, the technique might be changed, it might be different, uh, especially when there is a suspicious suspicion of a squamous cell carcinoma then uh, we prefer to, to be with the frozen section control. However, some of the skin cancer uh, were suspected to be BCC and eventually was, were found to be SCC and uh, th that was uh, the reason not to perform a frozen section. Was excision typically followed by reconstruction? And if so, what techniques were employed for the reconstruction? Well, uh, we try, I mean, it depends on the defect size. Uh, most of the cases can be repaired as a primary closure. And in our case, in the first uh, procedure, we could uh, make direct wound closure in about uh, 50, uh, 48% of the cases. Uh, sometimes we need uh, to add the cantolysis in the lateral cantus. Uh, but uh, in about 45% of cases, we had uh, to use some uh, flaps or skin graft. What was the demographics of the study population? Well, uh, Australia uh, has uh, not only Caucasian, but also uh, about uh, a fifth or two fourth uh, uh, of the population which are uh, Chinese. Uh, but generally speaking, most of them are uh, Caucasians. In these areas, uh, all patients were Caucasian. Men uh, showed uh, a slight predominance to women. There was 57% uh, uh, of men versus 43% uh, of women. 
the mean follow-up was uh, 33 months, uh, which ranged uh, between three to uh, months to four years. How many of these patients smoked, and are smokers at an elevated risk for periocular carcinomas? In some previous studies, uh, smoking uh, uh, were shown to be a risk factor for uh, BCC. In our series, we had the uh, 20% of uh, smokers, uh, most of them were males, uh, but we couldn't find any uh, risk factors in our study of smokers. Uh, the mean age of the diagnosis in our series was uh, 68 years. Uh, in both uh, BCC and the SEC sorry, groups, most of the patients were older than 70 years. Which locations were most prominent for these lesions? Low lead lesion uh, in previous studies as well as in our study is the most common location. Now the explanation for that is that uh, it was traditionally explained by the increased direct solar exposure to the lower eyelid when compared with the upper lid. For example, in contrast uh, for sebaceous uh, gland carcinoma, which is not known to be related to sun exposure, it is more common in the upper lid where the meibomian glands are more uh, abundant. How many of these patients showed invasion or lymph node involvement? Uh, at the time of uh, diagnosis, 16 cases of uh, BCC or SEC, which uh, it's 3% of cases, showed any invasion into adjacent bone, uh, orbital structure, or spread to regional lymph nodes. How did these numbers compare with those of other studies? And, and do you think that any differences reflect the fact that these data are coming from a tertiary referral center? It's, it's about, some, some of the studies showed uh, similar figures. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Uh, there is the, the no, I, I don't I think it's different from uh, other studies. In how many patients was excision incomplete? Well, uh, Excision was initially incomplete in 25.4% uh, of cases of all tumor, and it's similar for BCC and squamous cell carcinoma. Uh, it is, uh, I think it's quite high uh, figure, but uh, this is the reality, and some of the previous uh, series show similar uh, results. Uh, other uh, studies show much lower incidence. Were there particular factors that correlated with incomplete excision, like the type of the lesion or the location of the lesion? Uh, yes, absolutely. We found, uh, and this is one of the main issues of the paper, that a patient with a, a morphoform type BCC had a significantly high rate of incomplete excision compared to nodular type BCC. It's also known from the previous literature. Uh, also, patients with medial cantal region BCCs have a significantly high rate of incomplete excision. It's also significantly uh, uh, finding. However, for moderately differentiated SCC tumor, which also showed higher but not significant, uh, the incomplete excision was uh, higher compared to well-differentiated SCC tumors. What was the recurrence rate for these lesions? So. Uh, Recurrence was found to be more common following initial incomplete excision 
than primary complete excision. It was a significant uh, finding. And uh, it is very important to, to notice this fact, we, which we can we try to explain in this paper. Certainly, incompletely excised tumors. Uh, it's understandable why these would be at greater risk for recurrence. But a substantial number of incompletely excised tumors did not recur. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about why an incompletely excised tumor would not recur or whether these cases were misread by the pathologist as being incompletely excised when in fact the margins were clear. Okay, I will answer for your first part of the sentence. So I don't think it's for sure that when incomplete excision is happened, it should be associated with significantly higher recurrence rates. We should think about it because any case of incomplete excision had additional surgery, so why there was recurrence after that? So we try to understand why, why the reason for uh, recurrence later, I mean, after additional uh, excision, which we think that uh, um, morpho-type BCC and moderately differentiated SCCs cases are more aggressive histologically, and subclinical extension of BCC is known to be associated with aggressive histology of diffusely uh, spreading. And this spreading might not be seen clinically when evaluation of clear margin is made by examination the skin clinically. And another point is that more of the incomplete excised cases are located in the medial cantal area. Those in the medial cantal region have been reported to have high risk of recurrence following conventional treatment. I believe that the medial cantal region skin is more difficult to examine. The surface there is not flat and tumor margin are not seen clearly. So subclinical extension is also possible. Now for the second question, why uh, incomplete excision uh, had a common recurrence uh, rate? So it should be remembered that only a minority of patients with histologically documented positive margin will clinically experience a recurrence. Uh, recently, uh, in uh, Hamada, the British journal, have recently reported that those BCCs which were incompletely excised histologically, 53% contain non tumor at re excision. Uh, we can uh, explain that uh, specimen distortion of the narrow margin during fixing and sampling, making it difficult for the pathologist to confidently confirm clearance and devitalize tumor cells at the operative site of surgery, may account for the lower than expected clinical recurrence rate following incomplete excision. What complications did you observe in these patients postoperatively? So the, ma the main complication is the uh, recurrence, uh, which. Uh, we observed it, but uh, so local complications in addition to recurrence are not common. The most common were ectropion with about uh, 4%, trichiasis with 1.5%, legophthalmus, ptosis, and failed graft were less than 1%. When recurrence did occur, presumably it occurred more rapidly for the squamous cell tumors than for the basal cell tumors. Yes, sure. Uh, this is another uh, important finding. 
So for SEC, the interval between the initial tumor excision and the occurrence was much shorter. For BCC, we found it usually to be between two to four years with average of 34 months. For SEC, it was between three to 15 months, which is much shorter and showed the uh, aggressive nature of a uh, squamous cell carcinoma. Given these findings, what do you do in your own practice? So uh, I think that the, the recommendations they should be that uh, absolutely every specimen of suspected periocular tumor should be submitted for histological confirmation of the diagnosis and examination for, for clearance of the surgical margins by frozen section or more surgery. Uh, this is a preferable uh, method. Otherwise, cases with the typical nodular, nodular BCC and clear clinically margins, they can be excised with the three millimeter margins and uh, for SEC it is five millimeter. Uh, every suspected SCC cases, or uh, those suspected to be morphoform type BCC, those located in the medial cantal area, or when the tumor is close to the lacrimal drainage system, they should be excised uh, under frozen section control. Cases with primarily incomplete excision should be excised under frozen section or MOS surgery, and MOS is preferable. Every recurrence case should be excised under MOS uh, surgery. Is there anything more you'd like to add, Arik? So I, I think that uh, the findings in this paper is that initial incomplete excision is more common than uh, we thought before. Uh, we had a quarter of cases with uh, incomplete excision, and uh, we believe that maybe clinically clear margin evaluated by uh, transition in surface contour vascularization, skin color and surface texture may not ensure complete removal and the suspicion of extension of the tumor should be higher than uh, we have thought before. Arik, thank you very much. Okay, thank you very much, Josh. Litraut, Arik. Litraut, bye-bye. Ari Nemet is consultant ophthalmologist and oculoplastic specialist at the Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem, Israel. His paper, Management of Periocular Basal and Squamous Cell Carcinoma, a series of 485 cases, appears in the August 2006 issue of the American Journal of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Nemet or any of our previous guests or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Call our listener response lines in the United States dial 646-808-0231. In the United Kingdom dial 020-7558-8275 or Skype JYoungMD. Those numbers can be found on our website as seenfromhere.com. As Seen From Here is a production of the new media project of the NYU School of Medicine and is edited by Joe Fry. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.